The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Alright, welcome in guys. How's it going? Welcome to the Hoop Ball Celtics Podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Celtics enthusiast, Patrick Lounsbury. You can also find me on Twitter at Ballin Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. And you can also find the show on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics. You can also get your live updates and new episodes will be posted and retweeted on the platform. Going into tonight's game, guys, all right, we had Fournier struggle in a 33-minute debut as Boston's late fourth-quarter surge comes up short in a 115-109 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll be going over some of the good, the bad, and some final thoughts as we wrap up our head around this wild game. And going into tonight's game, I wanted to cover um, a few notes before we start. Celtics welcoming fans back into the TD Garden for the first time in over a year. That's something exciting to see. Uh, the players were really excited to have fans back in the stands, even though if they didn't seem like they played like it all together. Um, Jason Tatum was very excited to to have fans back in the stands, and he did show it tonight as he seemed to be the only Celtic that came in really ready to play outside of maybe Peyton Pritchard. So Boston is was three and seven going into tonight's game. Now they're at three and eight when playing home games. Hopefully, with fans now allowed in the building, it'll kind of turn into a better direction as far as record goes. Fournier is available tonight and playing as he comes off the bench. Even though Jalen Brown was out due to a hip contusion that was reported, so. No Jalen Brown in this one. The Celtics were going to have to do this with Jason Tatum and new new guy uh, Evan Fournier with Kemba Walker coming back from the lineup after missing the last one because of a back-to-back. Let's just jump into some of the good things we saw in this game. Uh, Celtics had a nice design to get Tatum downhill early in that first quarter that ended up finishing with a lob to Robert Williams. thought uh, it was a good play design just to kind of get the ball um towards the rim and some momentum and ended up breaking down the defense collapsing and getting an easy over the top lob to Robert Williams for a super smooth two-handed finish thought that was a a great look that they had Tatum was on absolute fire to start this game I'm telling you he had 11 of the team's first 13 and the other two points he actually was assisted on and those were those two points that Robert Williams got in that alley-oop I just talked about so Tatum got MVP, MVP, sorry, Jason Tatum was getting MVP chance four minutes and 17 seconds into the game. Do you think he was ready to have fans back? <laughs> I think he was. He had 11 points in that first four minutes and 17 seconds of the game. Tatum finished the first quarter with a total of 16 points. Yeah, 16. He just continues to tear as he's been on a roll as far as last game goes, and now it just carried over into this game. Um, Jason Tatum did finish with 34 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. He shot 12 of 25 from the field and 5 of 9 from downtown. So Jason Tatum showed up. Jason Tatum was ready to ball, and he balled. I loved the way he was finding his shots offensively. thought he did a good job of just picking apart 
New Orleans Pelicans. It didn't matter who was in front of him. He was attacking. He was getting to the rim. He was getting free throws. Let's see how many free throws he actually shot tonight. He had six six free throws. Six free throws. That's uh, more than his his season average. So getting more than your season average is definitely in the step of the right direction. Jason Tatum did a wonderful job there. Um, Cornette has also been a solid addition to the Celtics. He kind of got schemed out later on in this game, but when he did come in for some brief minutes, he played 13 minutes. He was 4 of 6 from the field and 2 of 4 from downtown. He doesn't give anything to the Celtics defensively, but offensively, he was really good, really solid. Uh, he's, he's a good space spacer at the center position. He can knock down shots. He was really crucial in the victory um, last game against believe it was Orlando if I'm not mistaken let me do a double check on that real quick but yeah Cornette man um I like I've liked what he's been able to give the Celtics as of late thought that he was really solid for the Celtics today even though he did get schemed off because he wasn't able to play defense against Zion Williamson or um Steven Adams very well so he he kind of had no choice, but you know they shortened up their their uh, lineup and just couldn't play him anymore. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Last game was against Thunder. It was the Thunder. He hit some big shots in the in the Thunder game in the fourth quarter. Really started extending that lead. He also finished two of three from downtown and three of five from that game. So good good minutes from Cornette early in his little Celtics career um, instant. Thought he's been um, pretty solid as far as pickups go. I didn't expect much out of him. So getting anything out of him at this point has been a cherry on top of my Sunday. So good good stuff there. Kemba with a solid end to the second quarter. I thought he had a, a very good end of a second quarter where he was just really pushing the ball and trying to get um, easy looks. Kevin Walker ended up finishing eight of eighteen, so it wasn't he, he didn't play a terrible game. He shot two of nine from downtown, which isn't great. He had twenty three points, was four assists, four rebounds, was really active on defensive end. He was pretty emotional today. They didn't like the calls per usual, as the Celtics haven't been liking their calls in general lately. Lately, so not a big surprise in that department. But um, Boston. Uh, Boston really was attacking the paint with Kemba Walker. Offensively, Boston comes out of the half shooting a lot better than they did in the first half. The first half was not great. They didn't shoot particularly well. They shot, I believe it was. Let me, let me pull up the stats here. 43% from the field and 28% from downtown going into halftime. Those aren't good numbers. Those are not winning numbers. However, they were still in the game going into half. So that's the crazy part. They shot a lot better coming out of the half. Celtics did a good job attacking Ingram and Walker for a minute there when they both had three fouls on them in that third quarter. Thought they did a good job of recognizing uh, the players on the other team that, that were in foul trouble and couldn't really move and play as good as the defense as they wanted to because of the foul trouble they were in. Uh, shots were not falling for Boston, and but they were doing a good job attacking the paint to start that fourth quarter. They just struggled. They, they weren't hitting shots. I thought they got a lot of good looks, and they just weren't executing by making the shot. 
it, it happens. Some nights you just don't make your jumpers. And when you don't make your jumpers, it makes it very difficult to win ball games. And tonight was one of those nights where they just had a real difficult time of trying to find a way to get some shots to fall, especially makeable shots. Uh, I know even Tatum had, despite his hot game, had a, had a time in this game where he drove and, and missed a pretty, pretty relatively easy layup. Just points you got you can't leave on the floor. Uh, going down the stretch, those two points could have been the difference making. Uh, instead of having to foul for the other team to shoot free throws, they may have been able to play defense and hopefully get a stop and end up being able to have a chance down the line. But you don't put yourself in those situations. You you got to be better. You got to execute better. Um, if your shot's not falling, you got to do better recognition and attack the paint a lot more. Uh, they did have a really good effort at the end of the fourth quarter, but it was just a little too late. You know, they got on a, a run and, and had themselves a 12-0 run to bring the game within like four points, and it just it just wasn't enough tonight. Boston really needs to do a better job of, of playing a more consistent ball game instead of waiting to last minutes to make a surge or or really just disappearing for five seven minute stints. So. That's just how it goes uh, tonight. Going into some of the bad things, uh, Boston definitely had a lot of fouls early on, and they they have not been great at containing teams from getting offensive rebounds. So I just wasn't happy with their start defensively in this one. I thought the defense was too soft to start. They definitely picked it up later on, and even Stevens had to say that he thought the defense played a lot more into players, but they just were knocking down some tough shots, and sometimes they knocked down tough shots. And I agree to an extent as later on as the game progressed that happened. But to start the game, I thought the defense came off a little soft. I thought they weren't putting enough pressure into guys. They eventually started putting up pressure into them, but at the beginning it definitely wasn't there. Um, I thought the bench unit was too soft as well in the paint um, in the first quarter. They just could not stop anything. At least like come in and chip a guy, make him feel you. The aggression as far as the defense in the paint just hasn't been there. Fournier, uh, his debut was not good. He was 0-5 to start. And although one of those was a heave at the end of a, the first quarter, he ended up finishing the game with a total of zero points in his debut, 0 of 5 from deep, and 0 of 10 from the field. So the, the good thing is is you can't go anywhere but up from this, right? So there's zero points, didn't really do anything else, hit three fouls and two rebounds, zero assists. So I'm, I'm assuming as he gets more accumulated to the offense and spends more time with the team he'll figure out his role a lot better and he'll feel a lot more comfortable as his first game in he got to play tonight the reason he missed monday's game was because of or not monday's game uh saturday's game because of a a false uh covid test he tested positive for it and then he he tested negative the two consecutive days in a row to clear him again so it's just a false alarm on the covid test Perimeter defense too loose in that second quarter. This is where I thought they were, you know, they were kind of picking it up, but they still were a little too loose. They were biting on drives a little too hard and, and really put themselves out of positions to recover from the the deep bombs from the Pelicans. I thought the Pelicans did a good job of executing and and getting their three pointer looks and making the Celtics pay every time that we left them open. 
Pelicans bench also did a number on the Celtics tonight. Uh, Josh Hart was a big example of that, and Lewis Jr. also was a big example of that, as they both were. Lewis Jr. was 3 of 4 from 3, and Josh Hart was 3 of 5. Not to mention that Josh Hart out-rebounded every single Boston Celtic player. By our, our most rebounds was by Robert Williams with 10. Josh Hart had 15. So it just tells you how much that hustling for those loose balls and getting to the, the ball ends up hurting you in, in the end of the game. And I thought their bench was amazing and, and gave them a real boost in this game. In a game where it's decided by six points, uh, the bench sometimes is the difference maker. And um, they made they were efficient and made shots. Thought they did a good job of that. Uh, Celtics also gave up 64 points in that first half. You don't win ball games giving up 64 points in a half. It puts you way too far behind to, to start the game. And Boston definitely took themselves out of it in a sense when they couldn't show any resistance and also pelicans were just hitting every single shot so it makes it hard you got to create something you got to like man get get a hard foul or something try to swing the momentum back in your way because you you can do something now that you have fans back get get the found the fans pumping or something in the stadium as they first came back in the stands and in over a year uh they didn't come to watch the celtics come out flat besides jason tatum and kemba walker they wanted to see a lot more from the team, respectfully. Yeah, the Pelicans shot 53% from the field in the first half and 61% from three. I don't care if there's no way that you play pressure defense and they shoot 61% when they're hitting shots. Cool if they shoot like 45, 48, then they're making their shots. You're like, all right, cool. We're playing pressure defense. They're hitting 48. That's going to drop. 61% tells me that you're leaving them open way too often or something's not happening on defense. You're not making them feel uncomfortable at all. So that's part where I, I just wasn't happy about. In a moment, Boston was getting stopped. Celtics ended up turning over the ball like three times. And then two in which that were offensive fouls. One of those was a uh, offensive foul and a flagrant one when Jason Tatum hit Brandon Ingham right under the eye. They call it a flagrant. That's two free throws and position the ball. Huge swing of momentum. Just not not a good not a good sign right there at all. Celtics were struggling offensively in the third. No flow, turning the ball over too much, especially when Jason Tatum sits. This team really has a hard time of running offense. It is. It is unbearably, like, terrible. And they had no Jalen Brown tonight, so that really hurt as well. So hopefully we get him back soon. Uh, Marcus Smart also had this jump ball situation at the 431 mark of the third quarter. Uh, they got played really good defense. The ball went on the ground. Ingram went for it. Peyton Pritchard went for it. They get a jump ball with .3 seconds left on the Pelicans shot clock. Pelican shot clock. So when they did the jump ball, Ingram didn't even go for the jump ball. He said, whatever, it's your guys' ball. Peyton tips it over to Marcus Smart, who then taps slash swings it towards the basket on the other side because he thought the .3 seconds was a shot clock violation for the Celtics when in actuality, uh, when they get possession, it resets. So just a 
out of you know my head's not there type play from Marcus Smart. From that point on, it really felt like the wheels just kind of derailed. Fourth quarter started off in a bad direction, and it just seemed like the Celtics just lost control of it badly. They were they just couldn't. The, the Pelicans took a 15 point lead with 8:08 left to play in the fourth quarter and to control the game. Then they ended up um, fouling a lot. Pelicans got into the bonus with 7.26 left in that fourth quarter. Smart. And uh, ever since Smart had that moment, it was just kind of bad. And he had some good stretches down at the end that kind of brought the energy and got things back into it, um, followed by some really impressive Jason Tatum shots and Celtics climb back within the striking distance. And then... Uh, Marcus Smart, we're down five. We get the we get a foul on them. They're going to the free throw line, and Marcus Smart got a tech with 24.7 seconds left in the game. Zion Williamson was going to the line to shoot two free throws. Game still within reach. He took a technical foul, and they end up hitting all their free throws. That's three free throws. Turns into an eight-point lead. Just... You can't do that in that situation. You have to be better disciplined. Marcus Smart let the mo- his motions get the best of him in this game, and it it definitely showed. Uh, I just thought, you know, when, when we talk about, I'm going to go into more of the final thoughts here, and, and what I think is when we talk about Marcus Smart being the heart of soul of the team, I guess this is kind of what we mean by it is like, you know, some nights you got to live with the fact that he didn't shoot well tonight. He had a terrible shooting night. He shot... 0 of 6 from 3 and 6 of 15 from the field. Had 15 points. So, and he, and he had some costly mistakes that really shifted momentum. But at the same time, like, he was one of the reasons we even had a chance coming down at the end and, and pulled within reach. So, it's it's like a some nights you hate him, some nights you hate, love him type of relationship with Marcus Smart. But that's our guy. You know, he battled it out. Um, let his motions get the best of him tonight. I'm expecting him to come back even harder now the next game because he's going to have that resentment and feel like, damn, I, I let my team down. And whenever he feels like that, he always comes out with a, a different level of intensity and energy to really make up for it. Um, also thought that missing Jalen Brown tonight hurt the Celtics a lot. They just couldn't find any consistency with their offense, uh, especially with the bench unit. It would have been nice to have a Jalen Brown out there to to help even with like a, a nice 15, 20 point uh, cushion, you know, a nice little push out there. Didn't have it tonight. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, I thought, played really well tonight as well. He had 11 points on 3 of 4 from deep, 4 of 6 from the field. He only got 15 minutes though. Um, I thought he deserved a lot more playing time than that. Jason Tatum got all the way up to 40 minutes tonight and Marcus Smart played 38 Walker had 33 minutes Grant Williams was not great tonight uh, I don't know why he played as much as he did uh, I, I guess you know Evan Fournier wasn't playing good either so it's like what what do you want to do you know play Tam at the four get Grant off the court and get Fournier back out there or you know it, it didn't really matter uh, it seemed like they just had no no help uh, outside of the big names tonight, and and Peyton Pritchard did his thing. You know, Robert Williams was was Robert Williams. He, he actually played the most minutes since um, 
I think since being a Celtics at 32 minutes, I, I just looked at his minutes and I'm like, whoa, 32 minutes. His highest minutes before tonight's game had to have been, I think it was like 28. So four more minutes than his highest ever. Big minutes from Robert Williams. He had 10 rebounds, five assists, and seven points. So he, he did some solid things. Uh, how many blocks did he get tonight? I wonder if he got any. Yeah, he had three blocks. So Robert Williams having a, a normal stat line. He was a plus six when he was on the court, which is tied for the most with Kevin Walker. Him and Kevin Walker had the highest plus minus. Everybody else was negative. Tim was only negative by one, which is surprisingly because every time he was on the court, it seemed like that was the only time the Celtics had any offensive game going their way. But yeah, so just just hopefully the, the Celtics are able to bounce back as they're going to be on like a nice little home stretch here for the next few games. They got quite a few home games coming up. Let's see, they got one, two, three, four, five, six now home games coming. And only one back-to-back in those home game stretch. So this is a time where they can put on a few games and, and jump back into the standings within the fourth seed and, and put some pressure on to finish the season strong and go into the, the postseason with some type of momentum. It's a very crucial time of the season for them, and hopefully they can get Jalen Brown back for that as well. So that's going to end up doing it for today's episode. Um, before we wrap things up, though, please go and give the show a follow at Hoopball Celtics on Twitter. We'll give you any live uh, updates as far as the Celtics go. And also, you can get the notifications on any new shows coming out. You can also subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts where you're listening to this on right now. That would be much appreciated. Please give us that five-star rating. And you can also find me on Twitter at Ball and Opinions for anything Celtics-related. I do answer to people on Twitter, so if you want to ask me a question or anything about Celtics, I can give you my thoughts there. It's going to be at Ball and Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. Um, thank you guys so much. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful time. I'll see you guys next time as the Celtics will end up playing the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday. So we'll see Luca and Tam go at it. All right, guys. See you.